0: Hello Lions Country, welcome to Under the Tree Talks with Zane and James. We have an encouraging program lined up just for you. Today we will talk about sports, the Bible, and have some special guest speakers you will not want to miss. Get ready for an exciting show with Zane and James on this week's edition of Under the Tree Talks. What is up, listeners? Welcome to our final show. Sad news, of course, this semester has definitely gone by quick going through all these podcasts. But today we have two great interviews with Mac Barton and Adam Mativier, who have been on this show before. Of course, two great guys, have very good things to say. And then we'll also get into the verse of the day and daily devotion. Zane, you can share more on that.
1: Well, two great interviews, of course. I know Mac's a great guy. In our FCA program here at Piedmont University, a very good leader into our Bible study groups on Tuesday nights. Adam, he's a very good pitcher and a very nice guy, too. And I also want to say thank everybody, for listening to our shows since day one. I know we give out some great words of wisdom for everybody. My advice for everyone listening is be good. And be great and enjoy the life that you have right now because God's got a plan for you and he wants you to continue your life. But anyways, I have two great interviews, have a great show, and, and just enjoy being on God's earth and enjoy Christmas time the next few weeks.
0: Yes, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Of course, that time is coming up soon. And we will be talking about Christmas and how Jesus was born on that day later in the episode. But with that, after this break, we'll be having two special segments today talking about Santa and their true meaning of Christmas. But sit back and enjoy.
2: Looking for a new podcast to listen to? Well, check out Basketball and BS with Jarrett Ray and Chris Donsborough This show is giving you everything NBA on and off the court. So if you're a basketball fan go check out Basketball and BS with Jarrett Ray and Chris Donsborough. Find Basketball and BS on Apple Podcasts,
1: Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Welcome back to the show. We do have a special last episode here today. We have two special guests who have been on the show before. We have junior business major Mac Barton and also junior business major Adam Mativier. Both of them are transfers, transferred in last year. Both also on the baseball team, conference champs last year. But first off, I would like to ask Tiv, what is the true meaning of Christmas behind Christianity?
2: Well, thank you for having me on WIT again. I had such a great time the first time. You too, Zane. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. But I'm so glad to be back here uh, a second time. So thanks again. Yeah, the true meaning of Christmas, it's obviously the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the only perfect person to ever walk this earth. And I think a lot of people don't realize that the true meaning of Christmas is the birth of Jesus Christ. I think society nowadays really tries to push Christmas into a secular holiday to get more people, like more non-believers involved. So they put Santa into it or, um, They call it the season of giving or, oh, you need to spend it with – your loved ones, which is true. You should spend it with your loved ones, but the true meaning of Christmas is the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ.
0: Yes, I can agree to that. Spending time with family is awesome, but really focusing on getting closer to God and the Lord, what you believe in is really amazing. But kind of going off of that, of course, we see a lot of people who just focus on, like you were saying, presents. focusing on just spending time with family. They don't really think about Jesus Christ being born on Christmas. So what more today can we do to get people to believe that just Christmas isn't about just receiving presents and spending time with family.
2: Yeah, I just think we should just push more, just spread the gospel more during Christmas. Like, hey, giving presents is fine, but like it's truly about Jesus. And I think if just as believers, I think if we just go around and spread the gospel more, I think if we do that, a lot more people will hear his word. I think that'll be a pretty good thing that we can do.
0: Yes, that was a very good answer. But before how I was saying how people always don't believe in christ and believe in jesus of course being born on christmas day there are a lot of non-believers and i want to go to mac here who we are having a joint interview just what are some things we can teach to like non-believers about jesus christ and the true meaning of christmas
3: I think a good conversation starter, because that's what breaking the tension with non-believers is one of the like most underrated things. You have to break the tension. It's hard to just go up to somebody and just start talking to them. So breaking the tension would be like, hey, you know, the gifts that we receive on Christmas are great, but the real gift that we've actually truly received is the birth of our Lord and Savior. We have to, you know, let people know that we are all sinful, and you know, Romans says we all fall short of the glory of God. And telling these people that, you know, you can have hope in the midst of your anxiety, your depression, you can, you know, have fulfillment of life because nothing in Life is going to fulfill you. You're going to be left empty with everything that you search for apart from Christ. But we can offer people fulfillment in Christ because the only way to be filled is with Christ. And with Christmas, you know, the birth of Christ happened. So, you know, it's just a symbol of, you know, hope and God saving us from, you know, eternal damnation. And it's just a symbol of blessing and God's favor and God's, you know, mercy and grace to us. And just offering people a sense of hope kind of helps them, you know, see the true meaning of Christmas and break in the tension. By, like, I don't know, mentioning presence. It's kind of a simple way to break the tension. I don't know. Just finding, just finding ways to engage in conversation about the hope that Jesus Christ offers by dying on the cross. And he had to die, be born to die, you know, and, and then resurrect.
1: Very good question uh, to ask to Mac. I know it was a very good answer. I know God's done so much for me and for my life. And one question I want to ask you is, how does God lead you to your salvation?
3: I mean, a little bit about my testimony. I'm sure I shared a lot of it last time. Again, thank you all for having me. You know, this is, this is awesome. But, you know, I was in a dark place at one point before I started walking with the Lord. You know, I grew up in the church. I'm thankful and blessed to have parents that planted Jesus in my heart from a very young age, but I didn't really know what it meant to follow the Lord until I was about 18. So, you know, before previous 18, I knew what Christ had done for me, but I was still following the world and, and you know, doing things I shouldn't have done. I was in a depression. I was in an anxiety. I was, I was just, you know, overwhelmed with these dark feelings. And then Christ kind of opened my eyes, the Holy Spirit opened my eyes and um, showed me the hope and the forgiveness and the mercy that I can run to. I can now fall into the arms of Jesus as opposed to falling into my own arms. You know, and trying to pick myself up, I can fall into the arms of Christ who has done it all for me already. He he is a loving God and a merciful God, but he's also a just God. And so everybody's going to have to pay for your sin, whether you pay for it or whether Christ paid for it. Realizing what he did on the cross is what God kind of did for me. My sins have been paid for, I just have to trust Christ with it. God is who he says he is, you know, and just allowing people to see. God showed me that my sins had been paid for and I could fall into his arms and not mine.
1: Amen, of course. I know trust is what we need in this world. I know I trust anybody with respect. I know my parents, for example. I love them with all my heart. I've always just admired them because they've always told me to do better and also to... Just take your time, do your best in my classes and also throughout my life. I know they're always there for me, and they always do everything to help me. And, of course, Christmas is around the corner, and this question I want to ask you is, what has been your favorite Christmas memory?
3: Well, Tip did a great job of explaining the whole Santa thing and, you know, how we should view Santa Claus. Anyway, you know, when I still thought Santa was a real thing when I was a young kid, my favorite Christmas memory is our grandparents would come stay at our house for Christmas Eve, and we'd always, you know, sleep with our grandparents, and, you know, because we were super close with our grandparents. Well, my um my mom's parents, we were super close with them, and um, there's two I want to mention, Just two. I was sleeping with my, my Pop-Pop in the guest room, which was downstairs, and <laughs> I got up at like 5.30, I don't know, something super early, and I was stoked, you know, shaking to go look at the presents. And uh, Pop-Pop said, you got 30 more minutes, and we'll go up there and look. And I laid there and laid there and laid there and laid there and convinced myself I had been laying for 30 minutes. And I elbowed him, and I was like, you know, has it been 30 minutes? He said, it's been five minutes, man. It has been five minutes. And it's it 5.05, and I'm stoked. Or however early it was, I don't know, There's still dark outside. I had convinced myself that I'd been laying there for 30 minutes, and then he just poked me, and he was like, it's been five Five minutes another time is just running up the stairs and running down the stairs Whatever I was staying that year and just r- my parents bedroom you had to run through the living room to get in my parents bedroom and wake them up so I would run down the hallway and then put my hand over my eyes so I couldn't see any of the presents before I ran into my parents room even though I wanted to peek so bad but I couldn't until my parents were there so I would run through the living room and keep my hand over my eyes so I couldn't see them And, yeah, just running in my parents' room, those little memories like that. And then seeing the cookies were eaten and, you know, my dad just chowing down on some cookies the night before. And, yeah, it's it's awesome.
0: Yeah, that was really funny stories there. I kind of had similar ones where I would want to stay up, of course, see what my parents were putting out under the tree, which was always a huge thing. I would stay up probably till 2 in the morning just to see if they would be putting out stuff. But last question before our next segment after this break, I'm going to ask Tiv this question. What are some family traditions you do at home to show that you love Jesus Christ?
2: We all go to the traditional Christmas Eve service. We actually don't do it at the church we regularly go to. We usually go to Woodstock City. But my grandpa always comes down to Georgia for Christmas, and he's not a big fan of like the uh, modern style churches he's a good uh midwestern lutheran boy so we go to a lutheran church that we actually used to go to but not anymore only on christmas like five minutes from our house and that's just like a regular uh traditional church service we have the the candlelit silent night songs and you know i think i think i like the traditional church every once in a while you know kind of brings back some nostalgia from the from the childhood
0: but i'd say we do that every year just the Christmas Eve service. Yeah, very good and stuff there. Of course, I went to church, like you were saying. We go every Christmas Eve. When I was younger, we used to go at like 11 o'clock at night. Like I was saying, we would go to church, of course, every Christmas Eve, which was awesome growing up. And we still do that. We still go to service on Christmas Eve, like Even during COVID, we went, I believe. But yeah, it's just awesome. With that, we will go into a break real quick and we'll get back with these two guys, our special last episode, and we'll be talking about more about Christmas and Santa Claus.
3: Looking for a radio show? Well, I know a really good one and it's... Tune in to Wake Up with J. Ray and A.B. every Friday morning at 9 sharp for the latest world news, celebrity gossip, and the hottest hip-hop, and r and hits you could ever ask for. So be sure to check out Wake Up! every Friday morning, only on WPCZ LPFM, Dimmers Z98.7 FM, the student-run radio station at Piedmont University.
0: All right, welcome back to the show. Of course, first segment was really good so far. Before I let Zane ask our first question, I'll just say that with this segment, we'll have each guy's share their thoughts on each of the questions we ask, but we would like to hear their answers, which will be very good and very powerful message to people about
1: Santa and the meaning of Christmas. So to start out with this, do y'all believe in Santa Claus? When
3: I was a kid, I was all in for it, dude. I was ready to eat. Wait, Santa's not real? Yeah. This is news to me. I, know. I
2: think I was like, I cried seven. I cried seven, maybe. Were you, did you really cry? I cried. I think I googled it because I was really, really? curious. Yeah, I, I was. I was too scared to ask my parents. So, why do you
1: think Santa Claus is a distraction?
3: I heard a pastor. I think it was a pastor say like as a Christian, as Christians especially, like if you tell your kids from a young age who, you know, their brains, they're at such a young age where they soak in information like crazy, and you tell them that there's this, you know, this man that's always watching you and rewards you for doing good, and and, and you know, you don't get presents for doing bad, and they believe it, and they believe it, and they're all bought in for it, and there's all these movies for it, and then you get to the point where you tell them he's not real, and they're like, you know, how do you expect them to react when you tell them that God is real, when he's this all-sovereign, all-powerful, all-knowing God? you know, but you can't see him. God can move in a tangible way all the time, and God can—God is, you know, not limited to anything. But especially as a young age, and you tell them to believe in God, when similar qualities are given to Santa, it's just a distraction to young kids, and it's hard for them to understand the details of an all-sovereign God.
2: Yeah, I totally agree on that. And for me, my worst fear when I'm a parent is that my kids aren't Christian. Yeah. So I didn't know if y'all were going to ask this later, but I think I'll just answer it now. I don't think I'm going to tell my kids about Santa just because I don't want them to ask to be like, well, I tell them, oh, Santa's not real, and then they'll be like, well, was God real? You yeah. know, I don't want them to ask that. So I think telling them like, hey, the meaning of Christmas is a the birth means. of Jesus Christ, right. yeah. And I'll tell them like, hey, most families in the world tell their kids about this man named Santa that puts presents.
3: You uh, should go to your, your tree. kindergarten tree. class and just get on your yeah. desk and tell them that Santa's fake.
2: Yeah. yeah, and I'll and I'll tell them like, we can do like fun like Christmas stuff, right? Yeah. But I'll be telling them it just kind of it's a myth. I will tell them, don't tell your classmates <laughs> that <laughs> Santa's not real. Like, let, let their parents do that Let them job. wallow in that but yeah. falseness. But yeah, my worst fear is that my kids fall out of their faith. Right. And I feel like that just one way can easily happen. And yeah. my sister had a kid about a year ago. And last Christmas, I had this conversation with them. Because we talked about it in Bible study. And I was just like, I'm like, I'm not going to tell y'all how to raise your kid. But I'll tell you what, I'm not going to tell my kid about Santa. And I told them the reason. And I think, and they understood where I right. came from. And I think they're going to at least consider it. Right. So.
3: Because I think this generation that we're living in is just like, it's different than the generation that raised us. Our parents are, you know, on fire for the Lord. But, yeah. like, I think there's, like, a huge different, like, you can, there's two different poles that are so obvious. Like, there's kids yeah. that rejecting God, and then there's kids that are on fire for the Lord. Mm-hmm. And if these people are on fire for the Lord, you know, are standing for the values of God and not telling them these things about Santa, that it's just going to, I mean, it could be a, a place of, you know, a revival, you know, in these yeah. kids' classrooms, they're, you're telling them, you know, about Jesus, this is the real meaning of Christmas, you know, it's just, it's just a way to expose Jesus to young kids and uh, other kids can understand it.
0: Yes, all that, of course, very powerful. I do agree with both of you saying how I may tell my kids, like, Santa is real, but like once they get... To that like age, like maybe like six, seven, something like that. I'll tell them obviously the truth. Even when I tell them Santa may be real, I might tell them of course when they're like two, three, whatever. I'll still tell them like God is real and Jesus is real and all that, and tell them just like the Word of God. Take them to church, and once I tell them that Santa's of course not real, I'll still tell them oh jesus is still real santa of course is fake and just a fun thing for kids to see and like you're saying mac with our generation how it's definitely a lot different of course my biggest thing is probably social media what you see on there really reflects on what you think and what we put out there is really critical so in my mind you just gotta see and most people it's nonsense that doesn't make any sense so yeah both really good stories right there. But I would like to ask, kind of going off, Tiv, you kind of mentioned about what other people would say, but what should Christian parents tell their kids about Santa Claus? And of course, both of y'all can chime in anytime.
3: You know, I've heard people say that they're still going to tell their kids about Santa Claus, and there's no perfect way to raise a child, you know. Yeah. Like, we were told about Santa Claus, and we were all bought in for it, and we still, you know, on fire for the Lord. So I think, you know, it's in the Lord's hands, and you know, there's no right or wrong answer. I just think telling them that Santa Claus is not real and that the Lord is real leaves no doubt. You know, there's there's no room for—there's no gray area. There's no room for speculation. I feel like just by not telling them about Santa Claus, we're cutting out the, the room for speculation and questioning. I mean, and it's okay. We want kids to question because when they're questioning, they're thinking about it, and they and we want them to dig into the their question. Questions and go to the, God's word and go to us about the questions that they have but like there's no written down way to raise a child Yeah, you know so
2: I've heard a few stories like on YouTube they stop believing because of the whole Santa thing Right. their parents tell them Santa's not real and they're like well I guess God's not real yeah. And because then,
3: then kids will put Santa and God in the same category yeah
2: because it's like because you can't see them right you know
3: and they all see everything you know? you know though I mean like you said when you don't cut out the room for questioning like allow them to believe this thing even though it's wrong it creates scenarios like yeah. you just mentioned of Kids falling away from the faith, which is, you know, so sad. And if they fall away from the faith, it doesn't mean that they're lost forever, you know, because God can open their eyes and bring them back. And yeah. as people continue to minister to them, you know, it takes away that opportunity, I guess.
0: Yes, both of y'all telling good stories there, of course. Telling your kids about Santa definitely is a question to raise once you're older and have kids. And one day all four of us will probably have kids and we'll never know if we should tell them. But God will have that answer for us once we figure out ourselves. But before I get into the last question, Zane, I know you want to ask the guys something special for them to do real quick. So
1: even it's Christmas, I want you guys to sing for me. Yeah. A 1? A two,
2: a three. Frosty the Snowman was a jolly, happy, happy soul, with a corn cob pipe and a button <laughs> nose and two eyes, eyes made of coal. Frosty the Snowman—it's a fairy tale, tale they say. He, he was, made was made of snow, snow but the children know how he came to life, life one
1: day. day. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was amazing.
0: Good job, guys. Ten out of ten, Actually,
1: guys, ten, guys. Ten out of ten.
0: Yeah, great voices there. Of course, I do want to ask one more <laughs> question. It is not really related to god but it's kind of like a fun question both of y'all just tell me what your like favorite christmas gift was when you were younger
2: when i was a senior in high school my dad got us tickets to the peach bowl oklahoma and lsu yeah i'm not an lsu or, or ou fan but that game burrow threw like seven touchdowns first half the 2019 it was, lsu time yeah it was like the best team of all time well the best yeah. performance of all time so just seeing that in person dude i know i'll never forget it Never forget it.
3: I wanted to go to the USA versus Dominican Republic World Baseball Classic game in Miami, and my dad got us tickets, bro. It was just <sighs> me and my dad. We went there for one night and stayed in Miami. But that wasn't watched insane. the Dominican Republic. That was the game that the Dominican Republic beat the USA, but we were at the, like, our backs were on the chain link fences, the top seats, and it was the most beautiful view you could ever see. Oh, I bet. And, like... And we went down to the, the main concourse, and when Nelson Cruz hit that home run down the left field line, that is the loudest crowd I've really? ever seen. And they all brought, like, cheese graters and <laughs> drumsticks and, like, dirty, powdery bottles filled with rocks. Like, it was yeah. just the Dominican, like, so awesome. That was the coolest baseball game I ever yeah. been to. That was so cool.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. I never have been to, of course, a playoff game or, like, obviously a World Baseball Classic game. Really, I want to do that, of course, in the future, like how the World Cup is coming here. Oh, yeah, that, that would definitely be fun to go watch. Bucket list. That's yeah, I appreciate sure. this. Once I get a job, hopefully <laughs> like good money. 2025
1: All-Star game, the Braves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: that will yes, be sir. fun. Hopefully there are a lot there for the Braves yeah. players.
1: I appreciate Adam and Matt being on the show for today. Thank
3: you. Thank you guys for having
1: us. Yeah, uh, this is fun. Of course. And I want to leave out with a, just a small little word for everyone out there. And I'm going to say God is out there, and he's willing to be with you and pray with you at all times. I know I'm just a student here at Piedmont, but I'm more than that. i got a career ahead of me. And going for everybody here today, we have James – And you got Mac and Adam here, all great students here at Piedmont, and they have a good career ahead of them too.
0: Yes, thank you all both for joining us. Of course, two great guys with Adam and Mac. Thank you all for joining us once again. Thank you for having us. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. No problem, but thank you all once again. and We hope that we gave each one of you all a good word about Christmas and the true meaning behind Jesus Christ. And after this quick break, we'll finish our episode with our verse of the day and daily devotion. Heads
2: up, you need to get on the ball with Matt on Z98.7 FM, hosted by myself, Matt Kadrowski. Tune in on Wednesdays from 4.30 to 5 for my thoughts on the latest updates from the pro sports world, as well as an inside look on Piedmont Athletics. You won't want to miss it, Wednesdays at 4.30 on Z98.7 FM, the student-run radio station at Piedmont University. Get on the ball.
0: Welcome back to the show. Of course, two great interviews so far, but we will now get into the verse of the day, which is Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Him who gives me strength. Of course, this is just saying that the Lord, He can do anything. He can do all things powerful, whatever it may be that you need in your life. He can do it. He'll do it for you. And He is the one who gives you strength. Of course, we, as people, go through many battles in life. It could be death, pain, pain suffering mentally physically whatever it may be god he can give us strength to just get through these kind of things like for instance i've been playing baseball my whole life so of course i never want to take anything for granted in life including that because you never know when it's going to be your last game of course it is my last season so i know soon it will be up but it could end quicker than i know it but going off that he has given me strength through baseball of course going through workouts each morning I've had workouts in high school we had them in the afternoon but since in college of course we have them at like 6 7 a.m. and he's given me strength to just get through all that of course through the pain of course having nagging injuries that might linger in so just going through each practice and workout he has given me strength through all that which is very powerful because he can do anything he can do all things just pray pray of course pray is a big thing that we have uh, talked about throughout this show if you just pray to him He's given you a lot, and He can do anything. That's what this is all saying, because He can do all things.
1: Looking at this verse means a lot to me. I know we all have strength. We'll make sure that everyone does their job right. I know this is my second year at Piedmont, and I've done such a great job to get good remarks and do good in my classes. And this verse means so much to me because reading it says, I could do all things. Which means that I'm capable to do things through God. And God is the one who gives me strength. I he's like my only good luck charm that I have, my guardian angel. And he's right there every move I make. And he keeps me going throughout my whole throughout my whole day and throughout my whole life. He just puts so much into my to my work, into my body to gain so much popularity, so much smarts and a lot of work to have in life and I want to gain strength and I want to gain more and he's the only way that I gained so much and done such a great job to get good remarks and be a student here at Piedmont and now get to the day of devotion Lord Jesus we are sorry for the ways we have denied you in our lives forgive us and restore us and empower us to claim you as our Lord Reading this devotion means a lot to me and to some people I've been seeing this world I know God's always there for us, and even though the tough times when we have like relatives are dying from diseases, I know it's kind of hard to be in that situation, but God knows the right time for us to go, and I'm not saying that as a bad thing, but I mean, one day we're going to die, and we're going to be up in heaven. As long as we pray and do everything according to His will, He hears us, and we'll become one of His own, and we'll be a angel in heaven, and look down to our fellow relatives and friends, and we'll get to see how they have done in their lives. Because, for example, let's say if I was a father of kids, and I die, and they're still alive today, I could look down and see how much they've grown, how much they've done so much, and that can probably see a big difference, like how much of a good person you've been to your family, and how much God has pressed you to be a nice person, and... He will he will thank you for everything you've done for him and what you've done to your future family. Reading this makes me so much powerful that we won't deny our very own Lord because he forgives us for everything we've done. If we do something bad, he forgives us. You wanna just do your own thing and make yourself known and God will bless you everything. That he can do. Yeah, amen
0: to that. Of course, God forgives us in any way possible, no matter what sin we do. He will always forgive us because he sent our Lord Jesus Christ down to die for our sins, which is a powerful thing to do in the world. Reading this devotion, of course, denying, uh, for example, after Jesus got arrested in the Bible... Peter had denied knowing him three times, which, of course, as people, everyone makes mistakes. And that is one that Peter, of course, made and felt really bad. But God forgave him because that's what he does. He sent Jesus Christ, of course, to die for our sins. And another thing, kind of what we've been talking about in this episode with Christmas, many people just look at Christmas as day of getting presents, just spending time with family and not realizing that Jesus Christ was born on Christmas. So many people kind of just don't know that he was born that day. A lot of people in the world don't know that because they don't know Jesus Christ or they weren't taught that or they don't believe in it, which is not a great thing because knowing Jesus Christ is an Amazing thing, powerful in your life because he gives you strength in all ways, like we were saying in the verse. But, yeah, with that, we'll conclude our last show. I want to say Merry Christmas mm. to everyone. Happy New Year as well. Hopefully you all end out in the semester amazing or whatever you're doing. Have a great holiday and find Jesus. Keep praying out there. And there's always someone looking out for you. If you ever need help, just know someone is there. And with that, we would like to thank you all for tuning in. And hopefully you all had fun at listening to all of our podcasts. Thank you for listening to Under the Tree Talks with Zane and James. New shows are uploaded at 11 a.m. each Friday morning. So be sure to come back next Friday for another exciting edition of Under the Tree Talks with Zane and James.